come with us where the corn is popped and the throwback Thursdays never stop. It's a magical land not far away. All you have to do is just press play. So hop on the couch and close your eyes. Gonna party like it's 99. Join us, watch the movies of our lives with Blockbuster Eyes. Welcome to Blockbuster Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shay Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster, Blockbuster Wives. Wives. Oh my God. Season two. I'm like, giddy. I'm genuinely giddy right now. Season de. Season de. Don't Season. call it a comeback. Yeah, don't. Go- Wait, what did you say? Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah, that's right. Because we never left. I mean, we did leave for a month. We took a respite, a little (laughs) breaky break, a little, because I'm sorry, but my wife had to go on her honeymoon with her husband. Okay. A Greek honeymoon. And I felt so prepared after watching my big fat Greek wedding. I was like, I know everything. You literally know everything about your... Opa. You you majored in Greece by watching that fucking movie. Let me tell you what. So I really felt like I was ready. You know what? We all missed you so much, um, especially, well, me, obviously, um, but also little roomy dog. She yes, missed our sweet you so little much. pup. But I kept her nice and, you know, occupado while you were away. But we both missed you guys so much, and we talked about you very often. And now we're so excited to be back to our little baby and kick off season two. And Shay realized something crazy today. I feel like I'm always the one that's like thinking about these, th- like trying to connect like days because I'm so nostalgic, you know? Mm. And so I was just like, ooh, let me look back on the our first post because I created it or like I posted it, you know, when the day that we recorded before we ever like announced it or anything. I look back. It was exactly a year ago today, June 2nd. June 2nd. It should be Blockbuster Wives Day. It is Blockbuster Wives Day from you now You heard on. it first, okay? Mark yep. your calendars. Yep. And you know how you could celebrate? Hmm. It's just pause this podcast. Yeah. Go to the rating page. God, yes. And tap five stars for us, baby. Fucking thanks. It'll take you five seconds. We'll give you some time. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Do it right now. And I'll sing you a little, little ditty while you do it. Do 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 do. I made this song. Give us five stars. Yeah. I created this song. Don't try to clock me because I wrote it. Shut up. Okay. Thanks. So did you do it? I hope you did, dude. Because it takes like five seconds and it helps us a lot. It's funny that you brought it up too because I was thinking about it today. Like we need to come up with something so that people will rate us because I know y'all be listening and all of you guys love us. So. Just do it. So if you missed us at all, please just give us give us five stars. Yeah. You know you want to. (laughs) I hope you feel sufficiently guilt tripped. I know know you'll do it. We trust you. And we we love you very much. And we know that you're gonna close our eyes. We're not even looking. Yeah, we're not we're not paying attention. I'm reading all of your answers (laughs) like a hawk. No, I'm just kidding. No, but honestly, it does help us out a lot. We're hoping to do way more in season two. Yeah, but we have to convince, you know, the man. You know how it is. That we're guys. worthy of. You have to do everything. Investment, sponsorship. Bleh. Exactly. Like all this. All this. Like corporate bullshit. It is corporate bullshit. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to suck the teat for a <laughs> short while until you have all the power. So 
for a short while. <laughs> you for a short I'll suck the teeth for a long while, baby. Uh, happy Pride Month. Thank uh. you so much. Happy Pride <laughs> Month, everybody. Also, I just took the gayest, hottest picture. Well, Stacy took it of me. Yeah, I'm the official gay hot photographer. <laughs> I'm wearing a crown that Stacy got from the sex museum in New York that says sex god. And I want it because they have this really cool exhibit where it's all the different sex gods over different cultures. Oh. And it's ski ball. So, like, the more points you get, the more your, like, sex god advances on, the like, the racetrack. Oh, my God. And my sex god finished first. So I got this tiara that said sex god. You heard it here first. Stacy is a sex god. Okay? Yeah, and the game proves it. And the game, in general, cheers. Because if you can roll a ball, I'll let you fill in the blanks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. That was a very cool museum. It was very well done. There's an erotic heritage museum in Las Vegas mm. that's also well done. Mm-hmm. It was definitely more historical than the one in New York. The one in New York, it was like, they did have like actual history. And then it was just like really fun like sex themed games yeah like nothing great it was amazing which sounds right up my asshole honestly because i love a good game i love a good arcade um so we gotta go at some point that'd be really really fun it was really well done um but yeah we we missed you guys so much and we're ready to kick season two off we also we didn't really discuss this but we decided on doing seasons Mm -hmm. so you guys caught our whole first season because, you know, what Shay's up? into seasons. Because if you haven't listened to her EPs, it's Shay seasons of volume one and volume two. True that. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, it's just nice to consolidate all the episodes in one. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to start anew, right? We all we got past season one. It was gorgeous. It was sensual. You guys loved it. We got to know y'all. Y'all got to know us. This is our graduated season we two. go on, we, we remember. Oh. All the times we had together. So yeah. thank you for being with us on this graduation journey. Indeed. And uh, we just love you guys so much. And we're so glad to be back. Holy shit. Yeah, and we missed this. We have a lot of plans for the summer rolling into the rest of the year. Yeah, we, Shane are big summer fans. We oh, Yeah. Both of our birthdays are in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pride Month, mm-hmm. Avi. And just, we love being in the water. We love going on little adventures. Road and trips. Like, road trips. <sighs> hint, hint for no July. <laughs> but yeah. So speaking of our birthdays, though, we decided June is going to be not only obviously Pride Month, which it duh, already is, but it also is me and Stacy's birthday month. So we decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to choose two of our favorite movies of all time, and it's just going to be an our favorite month. Period. Yeah, it's our favorites because it's our birthday month. Yeah, and we can do whatever the fuck. And on your birthday, you can make your friends watch whatever movie you want. That's the rule. Exactly. That is the rule. Everybody knows. Like Everybody knows that's a rule. International law, really. Yeah, and she would know. She's a lawyer. Yeah, I went to the Hagen Netherlands with all the international courts, and there was an international birthday court. Just, just kidding. <laughs> exactly. I wish. Oh. I wish. That'd be fucking sick. But so Stacy is going to choose the first two movies of the month, and I'm doing the back end because, you know, I'm towards the very end. She's actually more towards the middle, but still, she gets the first two weeks, I get the last two weeks, and that's how we're doing it. So we're going to start off with my wife. Can we pause one second and let her yeah. know? Oh. Maybe she doesn't have to cry. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to start off with one of Stacy's favorite movies that um, I actually didn't watch until up 
a couple months ago, but Stacy's been talking about it basically our whole friendship. And it's one of her, her ultimate faves. So, Stacy, take it away, my darling. Yes. And I was trying to think of how this movie became one of my ultimate faves. And I really don't know. Like, we had it on VHS. We had a ton of movies on VHS. So, I really can't tell you what drew me to this movie so intensely. But I think it's like a menagerie of factors that all came together and just made me watch this movie a million times. And now it's like my comfort movie. If I'm like sick or I'm stressed or whatever, I could put this movie on and know it's going to be good times. Not a lot of tension. One of my favorite types of movies. I was going to say it, it gives me the same energy as, and I know a lot of you guys will understand this, Gilmore Girls, because it feels very calm. There's not a whole lot of like trauma that happens in this movie or that show and also it's very like it feels very fall-esque you know it's very yes. like east coast new york like you know what i mean very much that and it makes sense also for you because it's very book heavy yes which is so you so many things i like about it yeah so you've got mail you've got mail you've got mail does anyone else remember that and i think part of it is like the internet nostalgic because when the movie came out obviously it wasn't nostalgic it was like oh this is a cutting edge thing right and now watching it it's like that's just like an extra benefit that's developed over time of being like oh my god dialing up to go on aol (sighs) and waiting having to wait waiting to see do i have mail and then when you hear the little voice like yay god corresponding via email dudes like that is a real that's a real fucking thing that we had to do mm-hmm. like becca specifically shout outs to becca um she and i when she would go to utah every summer basically all summer that's how she and i communicate we did not talk on the phone we literally emailed each other and i would pay so much fucking money to be able to go back into that old email that i do not have access to anymore i think i remember it the family mayo that's my mom's email still wow well i feel like we sent a lot of emails to that account so maybe you go back in the archives you might find some maybe i should yeah i think you're right but the one that she and i sent emails back and forth to was i say a boot 2128 at AOL.com. It doesn't exist anymore. AOL.com. So. AOL.com. I'm pretty sure AOL is still a company, just yeah. obviously not nearly as big in the internet realm. But I think no. they merge with like Time Warner and they probably own everything. So I think they're doing a just thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a real fucking thing. And like, yeah, having to do like the dial up and like the modem and like waiting and like feeling that anxiety. You have to have so much fucking patience. I was thinking about it as I was watching the movie because they mention it, like how much patience you have to have. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's so crazy how like impatient we've become with technology. Oh, yeah. If something doesn't download in a second, you're like, what's wrong? Whereas before it used to be like you wanted to look at a picture and be like, yeah, slowly inching down your screen. And you just sat there. Yeah. You had to wait like five, ten minutes sometimes. You just stared at it. I know. <laughs> or I, I, you know, Zoomers won't remember this, yeah. but there would also be a thing where it would show like <laughs> it was like a little man running. Oh my god! And then there'd be like a piece of paper that would like go from the left side of the screen to the right, and it would like tell you estimated time for whatever you're doing. Yes. And y'all, sometimes it'd be like five days, thirteen hours, and you'd yeah. be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, I remember how long it took uploading like albums like pictures onto your computer took like a mm-hmm. billion from like a digital camera oh yeah or even like 
downloading them onto like a MySpace like folder, whatever, whatever you call it, like an album took a million years. Like we God. just did it because we were vain. Ultimately. Yeah, I, like, I need every picture. My- Dude, MySpace era fucking selfies mm-hmm. are unbeatable, bro. I mm-hmm. wish I could find all the pictures I took in that era. They were so fucking stupid and so amazing and i wish i had access oh just my funny god because kids i mean there's really not a lot for kids to do let's be honest no somehow we created so much <laughs> stacy and i have always been so creative with like from the first time we ever hung out we like were creating True, and we're, we're making like dumb videos and yeah and like doing photo shoots for mm-hmm. no reason like, and this one's pirate theme yeah <laughs> and this one is the seven deadly sins <laughs> theme do you remember that Yes, I do think we were heavily influenced by America's Next Top Model because I'm probably both of those were like exact things I did. In one of them, I'm eating mac and cheese, but I'm like, <laughs> it looks like I'm like deep throating fucking mac and cheese, dude. <laughs> and then one of these like um, weight loss, like chocolate, like ice cream bars. Oh, yeah, like the a health bar. Ones or yeah, yeah, those are good. They're fucking so creamy, so good. yum. Are they really healthy for you? There's I have a, a hard time they're believing like, that. Quote unquote. Like of that era, it was probably like sugar free, but mm. like filled with like whatever else toxins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is one thing I'll say about Greece. The food was so much better, and I'm pretty convinced it's because the EU doesn't allow like half the shit that is allowed in our food. One thousand. They'd probably like our food would probably kill a child <laughs> yeah. back in fucking Greece. Unfortunately, and they would care. Yeah. Sure, they'd be like, "Sorry, kid, it's toughen up." It's your fault for eating it. It's like that's <laughs> the only thing you provide, you little bitch. Yeah, I called America bitch, okay? Uh, but anyway. But yeah, we, we could we just go lot, on. We had a lot of fun. We, <laughs> we had a lot of fun in the early internet. We the early sure internet was so did. crazy. And the, again, this movie is such a preview because Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, they met in an AOL chat room. And AOL chat rooms were bonkers, y'all. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The fucking chat rooms that we were in as children. Not okay. Insanity. Not okay. Those if our parents knew. Oh, oh, my God. Well, I that's can't. the thing. It's like people want to be like, I want unmoderated internet. It's like, no, you don't. Really, though? No, you don't. No, you'd fucking Because know. we had it and it was terrible. It was scary as fuck. Yeah. And the like, tech actually. companies got wise and were like, you know what? Maybe this shouldn't be a fucking cesspool. No. And I, I understand why people are like, no, pe- like people should be watching their kids. But it's like. Mm-mm. You can't always no. you can't watch your kids at all times unless you're like fucking hovering them at all times, which is not healthy either. And kids are slick. Like we figured out proxies. You could figure out ways to get around shit. Hell yeah. I am going to I'm going to get into corporate bullshit before we get too much further into it. Because I could we could just go one and one. Talk. And my day the Internet came <laughs> on a CD. But that's <laughs> like literally true. OK. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. God, I love it every time. Me too. Can't okay. get enough of it, baby. So this film came out December 18th, 1998. So it was Perfect. a little Christmas movie. Which makes sense. There's a whole like Christmas part in mm-hmm. it. Like very, very snuggly. Cozy. So dreamy. It has a feel-good ending. So, so that makes sense. And we were seven years old. Oh my God, that's true. And I don't think I had AOL at this time. And I looked no. it up. In 1996, AOL only had 5 million users. Wow. And that's the only record I could find. So like two years later, they probably had more. But like not a ton of people. It's probably all just like rich yuppies. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And I don't think we had it quite yet. I I want to say we got like our first AOL CDs because you would get them like free at the grocery store. Weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my more God, when I was like 10 
but I probably was excited about it because of this movie because I think I saw it pretty close to when it came out. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, directed by Nora Ephron, a directing queen, one okay. of the earlier ladies to direct movies. It oh. stars Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Like, come on. Are you fucking kidding Doesn't me? Doesn't get much better than that. Also has Parker Posey, a 90s queen. Dave Chappelle, strangely enough, who is sus now. Hello, so really handsome time, men though yeah i wrote a time. note about that like i hate that he's such a fucking idiot right now because he's so fine in this movie and he's a really good actor yes like it's so annoying that he he's become this guy that's why it's like these people have these amazing amazing legacies and they're like you know what i'm just gonna decide to like be hateful towards a group and it's like why it's like, what do you do and it's like part of their like punchline like they're mm-hmm. getting people on their side about this shit which is just like so gross and like evil like what the fuck is wrong with you dog Mm -hmm. especially someone in a marginalized group like he should know i don't know i feel like people should know better than that it's Mm -hmm. insane well but that is kind of his point Mm. like some of his jokes are like oh it's cool that everyone's accepting the queer community but like black people are still getting shot but it's like it's not a competition like yeah why can't we be advocates for both at the same fucking time like what are you what why are you creating a competition out of it Mm -hmm. and fun fact there's lots of queer and trans people who are people of color yeah like what are you doing bud yeah no no me gusta nada and last but not least steve zahn who i love and he has like a very minor role in the movie he plays the the he plays george no he plays one of the wait is his name george i always get the husband's name mixed up with him I think you're right. I think his name is George. He's one of like the assistant shopkeepers. Yes. That's what I was thinking. But yeah. maybe. But what's the, what's the, her ex's name? Shit. Spoiler alert. She breaks up with her boyfriend, Meg Ryan. <laughs> um. God, what's his name? What is his name? He's not really like. It's not George. No. It's like a name like George. I'm going to look it up right now. Because okay. that's, it's going to bug me. I'm like, this is my favorite movie. Who's that guy? <laughs> I know. <laughs> But he's also he's like, kind of irrelevant. He's not like that important of a character. He's really say. not. <laughs> like such oh, a well, my bad. He's... Sorry, okay, Frank. Frank. That's what Frank. Okay, Frank. Yes. So yeah, George is the shopkeeper guy. Frank is the yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So those are the stars. It's 119 minutes long, which is longer than I thought. Yeah. Because I usually don't like watching longer movies over and over again, but this one slipped through. It's just very, it's just very sweet, and it is slow moving, but not in a bad way. So yeah. for for it and to be slow moving, blanket. but right. also be under 120 minutes, mm-hmm. that's great. Budget was 65 million, so one Shrek budget. Okay, loves it. <laughs> Boxed 250 million. Bam, bam, bam. So big, big hit. Holy smokes! On Rotten Tomatoes, it only has a 70 percent critic score. Dumb. An audience score 73. Hmm. It's only slightly higher. Um, Robert Ebert loved it. TH. Yeah, he only gave it three stars, which we know is like still high for him. Very high for him. But his like review was so glowing. Aww. Like he's just like they're so fun to watch. You can watch them do anything. They're so great. This movie's really smart. And so I was like, oh, he loves it. Then rate it higher, Roger Ebert. Yeah. What the hell? I know. He's probably like, like, are you like rom-com. too shy? Exactly. He did refer to sex in the review as the old rumpy pumpy. What? Which I found to be horrifying. Rumpy. Humpy? He says something to the effect of like, you know, you're just waiting for Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks to fall in love so they could do the old rumpy pumpy. Horny like, bastard. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not a horny movie, so it's very odd that he like went there. Dude, rumpy humpy. If you rumpy break pumpy. That, rumpy pumpy. Yeah, rumpy <laughs> pumpy. If you break that down, that means fucking <laughs> anal, anal babes. 
That means fucking <laughs> anal babes. That's what he's waiting for this whole time is them to do he's fucking like, yeah, anal. Baby. Yeah, baby. He's like, no. you got mail. More like, it's you got uh... my dick in your ass, baby. <laughs> fucking Roger Ebert, dog. Yeah, I thought that was really like, whoa, bro, rumpy pumpy. That's. Tone it down. That sounds like a fucking like cartoon character, like a horny cartoon character. Rumpy pumpy. Like yeah. Humpty Dumpty, dude. <laughs> that's that's Humpty Dumpty's fucking sus ass brother. Sus ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. I'm not gonna ever stop thinking about this. Yeah, it was weird, and I felt like out of character for him. So it is. Maybe he was just horny watching this movie. I don't know. Or maybe like his son just went in and like deleted like one of the <laughs> just the <laughs> best thing <laughs> prank. Um, another thing he said that I thought was weird is so, so in the movie and I think in real life the you've got mail sound is like fun and exciting and you yeah. want to hear it and you yeah. like hearing it yeah roger ebert disagrees he's like the hated you've got mail sound and then he put in parentheses i get it why don't you stick it up your modem what it's <laughs> like um, why what? the anger and stick it up your modem you've got mail it Bro. doesn't you're supposed to be a good writer the fact it was weird stick it up your modem this whole review was kind of weird it's very anal e. Like, yeah. it's very sexual. <laughs> Stick it yeah, up. Yeah, he was on one when he wrote this Modem. review. Modem. For sure. But then the rest of the review was like, they're great. And I was like, what? <laughs> Are they? Because it doesn't sound like you're into it. Except uh, He's literally waiting for it to become a porn. Apparently. It was weird. That's but so he does unlike love it. You could him. Just tell. You could just tell he loves this movie. Yeah. And he wanted to give it more, but I think he, like, felt embarrassed. He was pissed that it didn't have any, like... Rumpy puppy. Rumpy puppy. <laughs> And got and had a big fall, and yeah. then he landed mm-hmm. on three stars. Got him. Mm-hmm. Got him. Nailed him. <laughs> See, that's corporate bullshit. <laughs> True. Uh, it's not even corporate bullshit. It's corporate dog shit today. Because fucking shit. Roger Ebert, dude. I love how much you hate him. <laughs> it's like I always think he's kind of endearing, and you always no. spend these seconds being like, "Fuck." I'm him. never on his side, like almost ever. And when he, it's because. He has that energy of someone who's like a curmudgeon, right? Which can be very endearing at some points. But I feel like with those people, they always are my enemy. Because actually, maybe it's like, act okay, I'm like breaking things down Let's too much. Let's break right it now. down. Therapy sesh. I think it's because people like that have always hated me and like looked down on me a lot. And so I'm almost using it, my hate, as like a defense mechanism. Because I'm like, he would hate me. Mm -hmm. So fuck you. So fuck you, Roger Ebert. (laughs) Fucking rumpty dumpty ass. (laughs) I think he'd like you. You're so sweet. You're so wrong. (laughs) You think that about everybody and hella people hate my fucking guts, baby. To quote Parker. No, she doesn't say this. The other shopkeeper says, not possible. When someone suggests that he thought Meg Ryan was ugly. And so to that, to the possibility of Roger Ebert not liking you, I say, not possible. That's so sweet. You're the best. And but I overall, you. how'd you like it? Oh, What'd no. you think? Did it live up to your expectations? Oh, yeah. It was better than I even thought it was going to be. And I was expecting it to be really cute. But I, first of all, I, just, I love Tom Hanks and I love yes. Meg Ryan. Yes. And them together makes so much fucking sense in every way. I love the soundtrack the soundtrack thank you i think that's part of it like old school doo-wop fun nostalgic music the cranberries are you kidding i literally wrote the cranberries that whole scene is like a work of art in and of itself Mm -hmm. you could slice that scene out Mm -hmm. piece of art 
I know. And like they're all there's also a lot of covers and also the last song that they chose for like the big end mo- I'm like, are you fucking Oh yeah, I'm always like uh-huh. Over the Rainbow, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, like a jazzy, soulful uh, cover. It's so Damn, beautiful. surprise doesn't get played more. Do you know who does that version? No, I've never heard that version. I've I heard feel like many people versions. do like the ukulele version a lot or like the female lady that I forget what her name is. But this one I feel like I only really have heard in this movie, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. Me too. And um, they also did some, like, splish, splash, I was digging about them. Mm-hmm. And then there was another song. I think it's called Smoke Rings. And I heard a different version of it. It's the one that's like, um, dreams that you Oh, yeah. Such a pretty song. The version of that that I know is actually, like, multiple people singing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is called Smoke, or is it called Dream? I don't know. But anyways, beautiful song. Like, and they had covers, but they also had, like, OG songs that are just, like, it, it, it's a perfect soundtrack. And um, I also like that the characters sing in the movie. Yeah. Like, around Christmas time, like, Meg Ryan and her crew is, like, singing songs. And then Tom Hanks' crew, like, the little girl. Who, did you recognize her? I know I've seen her before, but I don't know what she's from. So she's the star of the DCOM the best Christmas present, the best Christmas or present. ultimate Christmas present, the ultimate Christmas present. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. So she's the like her and Brenda song, right? Yes. I that's her. I thought it was her, and then I looked it up, and I was like, yes. I knew that I. I was like, I've seen her before. Where have I seen her? And that makes so much sense. She does like the cutest rendition of Tomorrow, and I everyone's like supporting know. her and playing piano, and it's so cute. And the song that Meg Ryan and her crew sings, I was like, what the fuck the is this song? I want to do a cover of this. The only reason I know that song is that I watched this insanely annoying video all the time when I was little called We Sing in Sillyville. <laughs> which is like unhinged that sounds like me and i found it on youtube and i was like dear god my parents are saints for letting us watch this all the time also shay is picking up her piece of paper with her toes and i wish you all could see it <laughs> it's like the slowest <laughs> fail that i've ever done but you if it. i was stacy i'd be able to do you're it. holding it in your hands Success. i have tiny little baby feet and hands and so I'm surprised I was even able to (laughs) (laughs) That's me drinking the milk. Because I said I sucked the tea earlier. Anyway. No, that's the only reason I know that song. And yeah, if you all want like a fever dream, just look up We Sing in Sillyville. It's nuts. Okay. There is another. Okay. I wish I was able to look this up. There was. It was before the Goofy movie. Okay. It's on. It's on the. VH, I know you know exactly, exactly what you're gonna about? say. It's a jungle song. Yeah, it's doctor, doctor. It's like a yeah, voodoo doctor. Doctor, doctor. How does it go? Okay, hold on. I'm looking. I'm sorry. Doctor, something, medicine. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. Do, 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 do. I'm looking this up right now. I don't give a fuck. We're going rogue. But no, because I too, Shay, have looked this up in the past. Doctor, doctor. It's gonna be like, give me the news. I got a bad case, but that's not what we want. Doctor something's remedy? Yeah, doctor remedy. So pick up your knees as hard as you please and dance away your troubles. Doctors. Yeah, the video is Doctor Loonies? That sounds probably right. This is it. Oh, you found it? It's by the Parachute Express. Okay, Okay, look up Doctor Loonies, whatever. Okay, hold on. I'm playing it for y'all. memories yeah and it's like real people and they're dancing but then there's like cartoons later it's a full shroom acid journey 
I'm here quick. Oh my god, I'm done. So yeah, it's definitely um worse than that though. Oh, it's worse than that. We sing in silly bull. It's it's like lower budget and more annoying. I'd say. Whoa. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking. She is always ready to rumble. She's at the drop of a hat. V protective, and she knows what she's doing. And better streets. not walk down our street, or she will tell you to fuck off. She will tell you to get the fuck out of here. Hope you don't <laughs> keep speak walking, dog. Keep walking. Keep walking over it. But I'm but really anyway. glad you liked it, and I'm glad you picked up on how great the soundtrack is. I oh. knew you would, but it's like oh, I yeah. think that's a big part of it for me is the soundtrack. I think the cast was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their chemistry is amazing. Yeah. The portrayal of New York is like so romantic. Yeah, and it's like in the '90s, like I feel like the portrayals of New York were still kind of rough. But this sure. was like very much love letter to New York City. Mm-hmm. And like even they kind of poke fun at like everyone's rude and mean, but they like they love it. Yeah. And I really like they have some New York staples in there, which is great, but they don't put it on too heavy. Like they're not like, oh, let's go to the Statue of Liberty. Right. Let's like do, it's real. It's like real. Like real New York. New York. Yeah. Village life. Yeah. Independent bookstore is a huge yeah. part of it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's 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 fucking great. And also there's a lot of smaller characters in this movie that are huge stars now. Like, oh, like um Steve Zahn. <laughs> What'd you say? Steve Zahn. Yes. <laughs> but also um Sarah Ramirez. They mm. are an actor that was in they were in let's think. Uh what's that doctor show that everyone's obsessed with? ER. Not ER. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. They're in Grey's Anatomy. They're non-binary now. Mm-hmm. And they're also in the new rendition of Sex and the City and Just Like That. Okay, I don't think and I've they seen play any a, of these things. Okay, well, they play a big character. Ah, good for them. And so I'm just like, and they're like famous vibes. So it's wow. pretty crazy to, to have seen them. What in, character is it in You've Got Mail? They are the cashier at uh, Zabar's. That's like, we don't take credit cards. Oh, oh my gosh. That's yeah, that's them. such a good scene. And then in the in the Fox books, mm-hmm. um, there's someone helping a customer with a book recommendation. And he's just like, I don't know. And Meg mm-hmm. Ryan like chimes yeah, in. Yeah, and she knows everything, which is such a cute scene. It's oh, so Roger cute. Ebert loved that scene. Oh, that's yeah? That's what he ended his review on. Oh, yeah. He was like... It doesn't get any better than oh, this. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> See, when he's sweet, he's sweet. Otherwise, I'm just like, Ebert. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, the the dude working at Fox Books, he is, I think he's in one of the Joker movies. And oh. also, he's a lead in the Mindy Project with Mindy Kaling. Wow. So, Who knew? I'm telling you. And he's handsome. And that's also set in New York, right? The Mindy Project? Yeah. Wow, New York bitches getting New York. it done. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Sarah is also in New York. New York, cause of, and just like that. Very wow. New York heavy piece. I hear Kim Cattrall's going to be popping into just like that. For I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I have a lot of theories about this. I know it's going to be a phone call, but I do think this is almost like her getting her foot in the door, right. testing out the waters. Yeah, see how it goes. Which, valid. Like, she didn't have to act with any of the other. Um, actors in the mm-hmm. show. She was just kind of like her own lone wolf. She had an OG stylist from only Sex and the City, not and just like that, come back to style her. Wow. She wore all like Moogler. Like I could tell she was like calling all the shots and that's what she was comfortable with, which is very Samantha. P.S. Yes, right. So I hope, I mean, this is a total. Life imitates art. God, I hope 
that she comes back because she's so iconic and I'm obsessed with her. But anyway. I just saw her in the movie with Robert De Niro yes. about my father. I saw that with my mom and my aunt. Oh, it was you saw very it? Cute. Very it so cute. good. Eh, it's very cute. Mm. Will I ever watch it again? Probably not. But it was like a fun movie to go watch with girlfriends. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's good. I want to see it just because I'm in love with Robert De Niro. And, and he shines in it. He's great. He's so beautiful. He but that movie like, introduced something that I didn't know was a thing. And ooh. they they coded it like it was a stereotype for Italian men. And I just don't know if it's like what it's based on. But the idea that men spray cologne on themselves before they go to bed. I've never heard or seen of this. <clears throat> do you do that? As someone who dated an Italian man for over three years, mm-hmm. I can attest that that is true. Wow. Okay. What is the reasoning? I don't. I'm just like, you're going to bed. Who cares? I think, I mean, not to put a bad light on him or anything like that, but I do think it's, it is kind of like a vanity thing. Like, like, in what way? I I just think a lot of like, (laughs) oh no, 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 let's not piss off Italian hive. No. And I love, listen, I love my Italian baddies. Okay. I just, and this isn't anything bad. But I am going to make a cute generaliz- generalization and say that I feel like a l- Italian people that I know, American Italian people especially, like really take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're about like my ex used to shower at least three times a day. Whoa. He got manicures. He got pedicures. Mm-hmm. He went to the barber like every blah, blah weeks. He made mm-hmm. sure to like dress to the nines all the time. Da, 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 da. Always had like the good chains, the good watches, this and that. And I feel like it's just a huge part of their culture to look presentable and be presentable all but the it's time. it's like you're going to sleep. No I one's going to see you. No one's going to smell like you. Presentable all the time. Like wow. he would shave his body. Mm-hmm. For what reason? <laughs> I don't know. That's true. You and I are like, we will shave if absolutely necessary. Yeah. Like, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it for fun necessarily. Right. But like, there were just things like he was definitely more effeminate than I ever was. And he was also very masculine. But like, I don't know. He like really, really took care of himself. Hmm. And like, it was a big vanity thing. But I'm not saying that, you know, as an insult. I mean, like, he deeply just wanted to be seen as someone that like took care of himself. And I think a lot of the Italian men that I know are like that Hmm. for whatever reason. I mean, it's beautiful. Well, I imagine once you get, once you start it, the scent association probably becomes so strong that then you probably like can't sleep unless you smell cologne. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) That would be a hard habit to break once you get into it. It's like with weed or incense. I've never, I've never seen anybody put on perfume or cologne before bed. Lotion. Sure. Mm -hmm. But not like full perfume before bed. No, but he did. And I guess it kind of is like a little stunt. Like I'm so wealthy. Yeah. I can afford to spray myself with this, you know, expensive cologne or perfume. Even if no one else is going to smell it. Maybe it is like, like an aroma baby. therapy. Yeah. Situ- it's like me with incense or me with mm-hmm. like. Yeah, we got a candle right burning right now. Yeah. It, like maybe it is like a thing where they're just like, I just want to. I don't know. I don't know any other men that are like that other than the Italian man that I. Hmm, wow. Went wow. With. Okay. Well, sorry for that tangent, everybody, yeah, but I thought it was <laughs> very fascinating and I'm glad we got to explore that. If you're new here, we're a very tangent heavy pod, mm-hmm. baby. And tangerine heavy. We love those two. We do. And Shay has a song called Tangerine. That's Go listen right. to it. it- <laughs> no! <laughs> no! 
You should have heard how hard Stacy went. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on another tangent. I had a show while she was on her honeymoon. It was my first show and she couldn't go. And she was devastated to the point where she was like, what's your little brother's number? Because she was it because you wanted to make sure that he. Yeah, I wanted to have multiple avenues for live streaming (laughs) in case like one fell through. I was like, you could FaceTime me like whatever it takes. You're so I'm beaming into this shit. I love my wife. So I made sure to live stream it. You By guys the way, Shay's wearing out. a shirt that says, I love my wife. Right oh, very now. true. <laughs> I wrote it. Head on over to her profile for some hot pics in it. Yeah, I will definitely <laughs> be posting this shit. But I wrote, I love my wife on a white tank top in the mirror. <laughs> and luckily, it doesn't look like too dog shit. But Stacy was like, it kind of looks like the Chick-fil-A font, which I could definitely see. It, or the Drake album font. Or the Drake album. Which one is that? Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah, it definitely looks basically exactly like that. It <laughs> was an artistic choice. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Chick-fil-A slash Drake. Who knew they were in cahoots? So um, in cahoots. But anyway, getting back to it. Okay, back to the nostalgia of it all. So God, you have yes. like this one piece of like New York, beautiful, romantic. And then you have this now newly nostalgic piece of AOL. Mm. And I want to get back to the chat rooms. Because mm-hmm. Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks at the beginning of the film are dating other people. Yeah. Which you think would be the central drama of the film. But not in this film. No. In a lesser film, it would be all about that. Sneaking around. So true. Partners. This film is like, it kind of just glosses over it and resolves it later in the film. Very chill, which yeah. I love. Like the most chill. Yes. But the reason they meet each other online is they're both in this chat room for books. Like very wholesome. Which is so, yeah, that's so but sweet. But let me tell you, that was not my experience of AOL chat rooms. Ooh, tell us. They were just horrible cesspools of people being like, want a cyber? Which meant cyber sex. Right. Which is like the lamest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like ASL, 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 which was age, sex, location. And not American. Highly dangerous. You just tell a stranger over the internet your name, age, sex, and location. Yeah, you can kidnap Central straight the fuck up. Like that time was really scary for people. Did know not to use their like real names most of the time, Mm. but a child wouldn't know. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, it was so unregulated and crazy. It's probably what I imagine this truth social bullshit is. What's that? That's like Trump's thing. That's not moderated. But everyone says it's like chaotic. People preying on each other, like racist, sexist, Mm. homophobic, like. Everything devolves into like a white supremacist Nazi rant. And that was the early internet days. Fucking yikes. Especially these really specific niche chat rooms. Because mm-hmm. she said, like, I went into a 30 plus chat room. And was it 30 plus in New York too, or was it just 30 plus? I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, and it's like 30 plus. We started talking about books, mm-hmm. and then they like start this little online romance. Like friendship. But yes. it was kind of like there was a whisper of like, this is a really deep connection which i so attest with ps like on a current basis because yo you guys if you don't know fucking anything about me dude i basically and i don't actually refuse but like for some reason i'm just so prone to meeting people who live at least like a few hundred miles away at the (laughs) absolute least my last partner slash boyfriend lived in fucking australia About dude as far away as you could be over eight thousand miles away mm-hmm. like that is and we dated for two years so come at me bro like <laughs> i don't i totally get it there's just Love something virtual relationship there's something comforting about mm-hmm. having my own space mm-hmm. but also at the at the touch of a phone you know you have access to somebody 
I think this is what's behind up. So I work in the criminal legal system and a lot of people like, I don't get these women who write prisoners. Like they're all fucking losers. And I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah. You can have this like bond, but like you are, have your own space. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. like it's totally on your own terms. 1,000. Like you could just stop writing. And what are they, what are they doing? Yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, show up yeah. at your fucking house? Like they don't know where you're in, controllable baby. relationship, which I think is appealing to a lot of women. Yeah. It, it does feel like safe. And also it's it's a super like queer thing as well. Like it's very, I mean, it's like a joke in the queer community. Like, oh, how far do you have to drive to go see your da 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 you know? And I feel like almost everyone I've ever talked to or like been interested in, like for the most part, like the farthest or the closest that they lived was literally like in California, mm-hmm. which is only like 300 miles away, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just saying it's like a... I totally get it and I absolutely get the appeal of like meeting someone online and feeling like oh and there's like that thrill of like you don't know are they gonna write you back when are they gonna write you back what are they gonna say yeah like and in real life you just don't get that tension like it's very different Mm -hmm. and in fact like for a few years speaking of that I don't remember what the site was called but there was a website I used to go on and it was basically about people god i wish i remember what it was called anyways it was like a site that you would go on and when you first go on you can either choose to listen or rant Mm. so if you chose so i always chose listen um and it's like people you click listen and then they're like okay connecting you with someone it's someone random Mm. you both just have like you know basically like aol like yeah like a chat room whatever and if you are the listener, this person is like basically ranting about something like, you know, they're upset about something. They're not in a good place. They're depressed. They're like not in a good place. And you just listen. They mm-hmm. just need someone to listen to or vice versa. If you wanted to talk to someone, which genuinely I never chose that, <laughs> but I just felt like I just want to make people feel less alone or like, I don't know why I was doing that. But anyways, there was something very like sweet about mm. that and they were usually like sweet it wasn't like creepy yeah they were always for the <laughs> most part they I were see people going on there like terrorize other people yeah but you know what i think they were pretty good about weeding those people yeah, out because like, yeah, you can like report here. people ah okay and then they're like cut off gotcha but for the most remember part chat I... roulette oh do i remember Horrible. dude i showed my tits to so many fucking people <laughs> on that shit that was the best thing to happen to chat roulette Honestly, everything <laughs> else was horrible <laughs> yeah i met a few i met a few peeps on chat roulette like oh homies my God, i would never which is we like i'm telling you there's something about me meeting people that maybe don't you have like a online vulnerability kink maybe but it's not like necessarily sexual mm. for me mm. it's just like i just Stills like it. Up the soul yeah it's just it does i'm like oh my maybe it's like my way of like connect i'm like i I actually i don't know what it is but it's fun chat roulette me and joji specifically (laughs) we would go ham on chat roulette (laughs) together (laughs) separately (laughs) like it's a i was always like turn this shit off i don't even see another guy jerking off like Like, getting ready for it (laughs) um but yeah i i've always liked 
like anonymous connections like that although i am like a super romantic so i would like romanticize hardcore and be like this could be the love of my life i was basically trying to have my own you've got mail moment well and it is easier when like you see less of the person because then your imagination can fill in all those gaps yes and that's kind of a cute scene with meg ryan and tom hanks is so the plot is you know they meet uh they don't know each other and then tom hanks meets meg ryan in real life but they don't know about each other Mm -hmm. and then tom hanks opens a bookstore that's gonna shut down meg ryan's bookstore because it is a fact of capitalism and Mm -hmm. i'm glad the movie didn't try to like pull off some like gymnastics where like she keeps the store it's like no this this store would go out of business 100 percent because this mega superstore will steal all the customers like it's a fact and i like that they didn't make it out to be like no but he's a good guy for this it's like it it's mentioned heavily that like he's like yeah and i pretty much shut down your business sorry mm-hmm. like at least that's said and it's not like yeah. but i'm a good guy well and he tries to be like it's not personal it's business True. Yeah. and then she has an amazing speech about like how what's wrong with being personal if yeah. anything's anything it might as well start with being personal yeah and he's and just like mm, you're right like he has nothing to say yeah and i really like in that speech she says okay well maybe it's not personal for you but it's very personal for me and it's very personal for a lot of other mm-hmm. people so like you don't get to just say that and walk away yeah i'm like and he's like wah, wah, facts wah. yeah babes so smart but anywho why did i start doing this <laughs> we're talking about capitalism so we got oh the the like imagination filling in the gaps yeah okay so then they decide to meet but tom hanks sees meg ryan before she sees him so he figures out who she is in real life mm-hmm. and she does not know yep and he is a huge dick about it i like oh i hate the scene it's it's so like cringy because he's just such a dick to her but um, but he's like, oh, are you waiting for somebody? It looks like he's not here. And I'm just like, you're so rude. I hate that he knew and he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's so mean. It's so mean. But then she goes, the man is coming today. It's nothing like you. The man is coming today. And she like lists all these attributes. And it's like the irony. Like it is him. But since you don't know him, you and your mind can just like mm-hmm. tell you all these things when it's like he's literally right in front of you being a dick. And, and that is thing. one interesting aspect of online is like you can yeah. you have a lot more control of how you portray yourself for sure. And that's like that actually is maybe the biggest downfall of all the situation not to make it about myself, but like all the situations I've been in with people online, which, you know, there's been a handful where I've met people online, whatever. It's so easy to pull off a facade on a different level. Right. And then, it just goes. Yeah, you, they are literally, you are only getting the output that they give you. Yeah, they're because they're in full control and mm-hmm. they are in c- control of their narrative, mm-hmm. like we all are. But some people are able to just like fake a whole personality mm-hmm. and then you're just like, oh shit. Like it really does, it is a little, it is sus. Mm-hmm. Or in Tom Hanks' case, it's not even like faking that personality, true. but just yeah. like only showing one side of his personality. Right. And it's like so true that people contain multitudes and it's like mm-hmm. he is able to be his best self online, but then right. his capitalism evil job in real life is ruining people's lives. Right. It's like those things can't exist and mm-hmm. people don't like that. And yeah. they want people who do horrible things to be really rude or nasty all the time. And it's like, nah. Yeah. People doing atrocities on a mass level can be perfectly nice. Yes. And vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have, I feel like I have, not to get too, too personal, but I feel like I have that struggle a lot with some members of my family who are not always politically aligned with me. And I think like, if I met you on the street based just on your beliefs in this way, I'd be like, fuck you. Mm Mm-hmm you're garbage big yikes but because i know them and i know their hearts and i know like who they really are to their core 
it's like it's so interesting right mm-hmm. to be like but you're so fucking kind and you're such a sweetie pie like how are you like this mm-hmm. in this regard like you know yeah so like tom hanks is both an amazing caring uh, observational sweet person and then he is also though ruining people's lives <laughs> literally <laughs> shutting down fucking businesses mm-hmm. for his own gain mm-hmm. and he already has and they're both there yeah which she finds out later and it's like but i do like so they don't just like have a meet and then she's like oh like it's great like yeah. since tom hanks knows he starts like crafting this little meet cute and like getting to know her more in real life so that by the time he does reveal that it's him she's she says i was hoping it was you the whole time yeah which i thought was really nice that he like put in the effort to be like i'm gonna actually get to know you before i let you know that i'm this online guy i do think there's a part of me that was like damn if i was in her position and i found out i'd be like you're manipulating me right but it it's done in such a way that it's so it seems so innocent and so well, i like, think charming. it's like it just shows a lot of care on his part like it, which can be seems manipulative like right. he is putting a lot of like work into like maintaining the charade but it is also like kind of cute yeah well that's what i mean it's like on one hand i'm like you're using excerpts from what she's told you privately as the guy online bringing them up in real life and she doesn't know that mm-hmm. so he's just being like oh like pride and prejudice but it is also weird because it's like it's not manipulate it's like it is but it's also not because it is him like she did tell him that stuff i know but she doesn't know that she told him mm-hmm. that's the part but she doesn't like, know who she's telling it to i know but she, but he knows like it sucks that he knows and he mm-hmm. doesn't tell her and i get why he doesn't I get both sides. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a part of me that was like, if this happened to me, I would be kind of creeped out if he was going on for like weeks being like, we're homies, but like he knew the whole time. Well, yeah, it's not clear like what the timeline is. I thought this all happened in like a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know because it's like fall into the winter and then into maybe spring. Mm, maybe. So maybe like a handful a of months. Fuzzy or on the timeline. I know it, it it doesn't really say but but yeah I mean I feel like the idea of it is creepy but the way he pulls it off is very endearing and very sweet well I think it's like because too they have so much chemistry and love that yeah. it's like maybe he just knew like she she will forgive me yeah, or she, like she will whatever or she doesn't then we're fucked and I'm like well that'll be it yeah. you know <laughs> and I get the fear too of like he's like I don't want to tell her that it's me because she has this idea of who i am that's not entirely true like mm-hmm. she thinks i'm a piece of shit and i'm not and i just want to prove to her that i'm not like i'm mm-hmm. genuinely not a fucking dick or i wonder if they had been hanging out more and it wasn't going well if you would like maybe i don't know not tell her and just like ghost her. like who knows yeah and i do think that's why he kind of did tell her right before she was supposed to meet the online guy yeah there's like this scene where he's like i love you before she's supposed to meet online guy and she doesn't really like she kind of just like is like this is a lot and i'm not acknowledging it yeah she's like i have to go so he doesn't really know how she's gonna react when right. he reveals himself and then she's like oh my god i love you i was hoping it was you and you're like okay whew, whew. i know you get so relieved because <laughs> yeah. you don't yeah. know i mean you're hoping and his dog brinkley brinkley mm-hmm. brinkley right mm-hmm. so cute little golden retriever baby so sweet r.i.p sandy honestly yes we had a golden retriever my family named sandy i love she's as sweet as candy i miss her she's the sweetie pie but yeah no i i truly 
did love the movie and it's definitely one i'm gonna it's a comfort watch for sure i can see why you feel that way yeah just put on a soundtrack too if you don't have the time yeah oh it's so good okay one line that stuck out to me in this movie that i never noticed before yeah is so oh tom hanks's relationship in the beginning is to this like kind of nuts publicist who's like really annoying and you're like this lady sucks and their breakup is like very chill and you don't really see it but they break up because she's like a total bitch in an elevator in like a really funny way (laughs) but he's like yikes i gotta get away from this girl but then they break up and you like and it seems amicable because she's like, oh, I might hire uh, Meg Ryan's character. Like, it seems like they're kind of still in contact mm-hmm. and like everything's fine. But at the very beginning when they're still together, she wants Tom Hanks to go to this party where he will run into Meg Ryan. And he's like, oh, I don't want to go. And he goes, can I just donate to like free Albanian writers <laughs> or something? And I was like, whoa, because Europe is very racist against Albanians, which I found out on this trip to Greece. And I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I knew Stavi, Stavi Baby from mm-hmm. Stavi's World, producer was Albanian. Right. Yes. And, like, he had made, like, jokes about, like, Albanians being shit on, but I didn't realize, like, how extreme it was. Yeah, until you were over there. Yeah. And we were watching, like, the BBC and this, like, official from the British government was like, yeah, we're sending all the Albanian prisoners back to Albania because Albanians are more criminal and we don't, like, we don't want them here. What the fuck? I was like, Whoa. That is not something that we as Americans would necessarily just like know. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was like, like, wow. Ra- so everyone hates there. Yeah. And I'm just what? And like drivers would make comments and like it was just everyone's making weird comments about Albanians. I was like, what is with the anti-Albanian sentiment? That is so odd. Super weird. So when he said free Albanian riders, I was like, yeah. You're like, aha. <laughs> and then it made me wonder how long has this been going on? And he would know. Because he's married to a Greek woman and he's an honorary oh Greek citizen. Oh my God, citizen. right. One of our drivers pulled up a video of Tom Hanks talking about Greece <laughs> while he was driving, which was a little scary. But he's like, you know him? And I was like, of course I know oh, him. He's fucking Tom Hanks. Hanks. And yeah, he was like, I love Greece and all this stuff. It's very cute. Yeah, he loves Greece and he loves Greek food. And there's a... Which is why he produced my big fat Greek wedding. His wife, right? Or he they did. They both did. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that. But I think he like was the one who was like, let's fucking do this. I'm sure. Because mm-hmm. it's such a good fucking story. Mm-hmm. And it seems like something he would be involved in. Mm-hmm. It's like so full of heart. And I think that's like the baseline of his whole his whole situation. Side note. Have you seen Joe versus the Volcano? No. One of his early movies. I had never seen it. Watch it. Wait, you it's told incredible. me about this. I probably talked about it on this podcast. Everyone should watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. And you said it was like older and like most people don't know about it yeah it's in the 80s and it was really weird and like avant-garde and kind of art house Ooh, it's good we should have a little watch party you and i i would love to but yeah no i speaking of greece i want to eat greek food so fucking bad let's do it he was talking about is it salamalata or something hmm. it's like he said it's like the caviar of greece oh i don't know but it's i don't think it's actual caviar but it's like i need to look this up because I, I don't know what that. it is but he eats there's this interview that he's on and i talk i feel like i talk about the show all the time i don't know if i have <laughs> on on our show but like it's called um well it's i don't even remember what it's called right now but is wait inside the actor studio no okay. <laughs> but love it i have mentioned that but we talked about it on the last podcast i was because i was talking about his interview where he was talking about like his last meal mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, yeah. he ate salamalata or whatever it's mm. called and i was dogging that shit down i was like i need that 
I need that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm like salivating right now. Yeah, it sounds fucking warm. Mm. Okay, but anyway. Um. Oh, I have a note. I've never seen Sleepless in Seattle and I don't even care. I don't. It's like, I don't know how to get much better than this. It's starring both of them again, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, um, I don't like Seattle that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stacey and I were kind of Seattle. Well, I do like that. I like that state a lot, but I know what you mean. So that's not for me. It's like, mm. I love the we- the weather and the foliage is like, mm-hmm. like <gasps> I could drink that shit. I like Tacoma more. To- yeah, Tacoma. Tacoma was really cool. I liked how like small it was. Mm-hmm. It was like a smaller. I like that too. Um, I wrote, I fucking love Birdie, dude. Oh, Birdie is a fucking icon. I am obsessed like the way you meet her too is like so the girls are chatting about how meg ryan met this new guy online Mm -hmm. and uh birdie the older woman comes in she goes what are you guys talking about and the one girl goes cyber sex and she goes i tried to have cyber sex (laughs) once but i kept getting a busy signal (laughs) hello birdie and if you guys know married with children i think that's the show married with children is that the show? Anyways, she was starring in that in like the early 80s. I don't know. It's an older show with Archie Bunker. Yeah, she played Edith, right? Yeah, Edith. Those were the days. <laughs> and I just adore her. So it's that actress. And oh my God, she's so good in this. You just like mm-hmm. want to be around her. You just Yeah, she t- lives in this dope place with like this beautiful art on the wall. There's this joke about how she may have been in love with Franco, the dictator of Spain. Like it's just Jesus. so good. It's He's so like, good. it must be Franco. There's no other person. They must have met in the 60s. And she's like so mad. She's like, that's my friend. And, and he's like, like, I'm sorry. She's your friend, but she dated a dictator. She's crazy. <laughs> and she's like, no, she's not. <laughs> oh, love uh, them and it's like frank too like he's meg's reg ryan's i'm like meg's meg yes. ryan's partner and they break up so amicably yeah and i'm so happy that i had that to watch as a kid yeah to be like, oh, people can just break up and it's not the fucking most dramatic thing in the goddamn world like most movies make it out to be totally which sometimes it is sometimes it isn't my first breakup ever with uh matt phillips shouts out <laughs> he was my not my first boyfriend but my second boyfriend in high school. Anyways, doesn't really matter. Point is, that's basically how we broke up. And it was at the movies. Wow. And I had never seen this movie. So it's like very odd. We like went to the movies and I like looked over at him and I could just like, I was like, you don't like me, do you? And he's just like, I love you as my friend. And I was like, I love you as my friend. I don't like you either like that. And he's like, are we breaking up? And I was it's like, like, exactly I think we like are. you got mail. And dude, like we broke up. We were still homies for Valentine's Day. He still got me a gift because he's just a sweetie pie. Mm. But we were like besties, dude. And like, that's how it can be. Yeah. You know, it doesn't like, have to yeah, be this Frank's whole... pretentious and like annoying, but it's like also yeah. endearing. And he does try to help Meg Ryan keep her business. Like, he, he really does. Tries. And he cares so much about mm-hmm. it. He's just like, fuck mm-hmm. these fucking giant corporations. Da, 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 da. And even the scene where he's like kind of like flirting with the news reporter is really cute because she's like, Frank, you're flirting with her. And he's like, no. And she's like, she's yes, coming off to you. Yeah. <laughs> she's sweating. She's touching herself. <laughs> that was very, very and She's cute. just like, oh, Frank. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so cute. And he's like, no, she's. <laughs> no, we're, she. That's just how TV people are. Yeah, yeah that was very that's sweet. So cute. And I also loved the the moment with um, Tom Hanks and his girlfriend in the elevator because I've had aha moments like that too, mm. where it was like the moment where he's like telling his story and she interrupts him to talk about some like where are my tic tacs like freaking out, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like fucking hell, and she's like what. <laughs> And like the light sometimes just goes on yeah, you're and you're like, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like time slows down and you're like, 
they don't give a fuck about anything <laughs> I'm saying. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And those moments in life are really important. I love that they showcase that because I was like, mm-hmm. dude, I have been there. That shit is so sick. Yeah, I get like I feel like other rom coms like it's always like a big thing like they're cheating on you or like right. oh, and it's like no like these aren't villains yeah they're just like it's the time has come totally time has come and also you guys just don't mesh and mm-hmm. that's okay like sometimes that's just how it is some moments that like make me laugh out loud yeah. is so Tom Hanks's family situation is so wild like I can't tell yeah. if they're joking or not about like his aunt it's just weird it's weird but he's like you find out he comes from this mogul of giant bookstore owners so his dad is like a millionaire his grandpa's a millionaire and so they're all like chatting up about how they're gonna open this bookstore and like put everyone out of business and mm-hmm. they're just like ha 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 but um the dad at one point well Tom Hanks points out he's like yeah these like people are gonna fucking want to kill us and the dad's like these left-wing liberal nuts <laughs> just like ranting and Tom Hanks goes readers they're called readers yeah. dad and the dad goes don't do that don't romanticize <laughs> them don't romanticize them it always makes me laugh yeah that the part other part funny. that makes me laugh out loud is crazy nanny Maureen Bruh. the Irish lady she goes yeah. never marry a man who lies ha 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 just like just that's like, a okay. good rule yeah. <laughs> she's like what the fuck and I love that she and the nanny run off yes, together yeah, yes yeah nanny Maureen goes early off with the, um, with queer representation you know yeah exactly but she's Happy also pride. creepy yeah no so funny yeah she's like hitting on Tom Hanks it's not good it's the weird but anyway I have another note that um <laughs> So there's one scene where Kathleen is like, you know, I sometimes I think about my work and my job and if it matters. And she's just like kind of having an existential moment. And I was like, you know what? Today they'd be like, you have imposter syndrome. Go to a seminar. And it's like, no, no. Like she's having an existential crisis. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Stacy doesn't like the term imposter syndrome. I got a big problem with it. I think it's usually weaponized to make women feel like them not being welcome in certain spaces is actually their fault mm-hmm. and it's a self-esteem problem on them that they need to get over mm. it's like no 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 that's if a, a woman's good point. feeling like she's an imposter in your field that's your problem yeah like you're not making her feel welcome you're not making her feel prepared yeah but people are like oh sorry little girl that you feel like you're an imposter like you just need to get more self-confidence and like be a girl boss and believe in yourself and it's like or these assholes can make me feel welcome how about that you know what you're so right i never thought about it like that because um when i did shrooms recently (laughs) i came to this realization that i had imposter syndrome about my music and when i told stacy she's like imposter syndrome never feel like that but like that makes so much sense yeah, it's like the music industry is not friendly towards women right they're not treated as well you're so and they're right. all made to feel like imposters especially with people that are like not haven't been like educated about music or you aren't know, nepo that babies way. hello or half, what or aren't nepo babies half the right. fucking people in the music industry is related to somebody right so it's like yeah they feel comfortable they don't feel like imposters totally but oh sorry my phone is going off <laughs> famous okay wait random number from new york is calling me oh i get so many random calls i just creepy whatever (laughs) it must be tom hanks (laughs) like hey daddy he's like i'm sleepless in new york um but anyway uh i'm just like let's look at who's feeling imposter syndrome it's people who are marginalized so maybe let's not call it a self-esteem problem on them and tell them to get over it how about we work on that you're so right i never thought about it like that leave it to my wife 
I'm going to do feel like it's just a way for like fucking life coaches to make money on these like seminars. Like you can overcome imposter. And it's always like, yeah, just like believe in yourself. And it's like, Jesus, say affirmations in the mirror. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, I'm all for that. But let's like acknowledge why this is happening. And it's not my fault. Totally. You know what? You're so fucking right. You're so right. And I could go on a whole rant about that, but I'm not going to because I'm sure it'll come up. again. It will absolutely come up again (laughs) for sure. But no, that's a fucking beautiful point. I don't remember. Wait, why did we talk about imposter syndrome again? Oh, just that was one of my notes is that when she has like her moment where she's like, you know, I just don't know what I'm doing. Right. Which is so like valid. Mm-hmm. We've all had those moments. Mm-hmm. We're just like, what am I doing right mm-hmm. now? Um, Let me see. Oh, I also wrote. OK, so eventually spoiler alert. Well, we already talked about it, but like her bookstore has to close. It's just like Mm -hmm. the natural thing that has to happen. And the reason why it meant so much to her was because her mom was the one Mm -hmm. that opened it up. So it was like her connection to her mom who passed away. And she, you know, the whole store is empty because they had a big blowout sale, whatever. And she's alone in the store by herself and she's about to leave and she looks back and she sees this vision of her and her mom twirling, like dancing in the store. It's so beautiful. It made me cry. So yeah, and hard. I love that they showed like, yeah, this is the pain that he's causing. Yeah. Like, this is what happens. <laughs> and this is what happens all the fucking time when mm-hmm. giant corporations get in. They're like, I'm going to fuck with all these mm-hmm. small business owners. Like, bro, mm-hmm. come on, dude. But yeah, it was a beautiful moment. It really was. It so was so And sweet. the song is like, remember. I know. Oh, the soundtrack. You guys need to look so it up crazy. for real. It's so good. It's nuts. Um, and then I wrote poor men in their yacht wiping their teal tears with hundreds because yeah. <laughs> he so Tom Hanks and his dad both have breakups at the same time and they're like where are we gonna go oh our fucking yacht mm-hmm. and they're like sad like having a drink and mm-hmm. like I'm like oh poor like, oh, no. but I do love a boat I love a houseboat I do too though I've I would like to live on a boat I would think dude at least part-time like I all the time I get you. old. A little houseboat on the lake. That. I would oh, love that. That'd be so cute. We should rent. Well, you can rent those out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm too afraid to drive them, I'll be honest. Huh? I'm too afraid to drive them. Yeah. They're gigantic. I want to learn to drive them. Okay. Well, we copy chance. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't think it costs much to get your boat license. And I don't think it I takes much time. I don't think you time. need one, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I don't think you need one. I thought you did. You oh, just, oh, you know what? I'm thinking back in Canada. Yeah, you do. You do need one. In good old America, you just hop in and you get going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to. Uh, I used she to. I just did a Yosemite <laughs> Sam shooting in the air dance. Like kind of like Pennywise and Yosemite oh, no. Sam at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, because my cousins, when we were literally like 13, had mm-hmm. their boating licenses, dude. Wow. So <laughs> makes me think of SpongeBob. Trying to get his boating oh, license. Oh, yeah. What I learned Just in boating school <laughs> is. What I learned in boating school is. <laughs> so cute. Uh, Love him. We're literally SpongeBob and Patrick, might I say. You think? Yeah. Are you sure we aren't Sandy and some other cool person? Ooh. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely not Sandy. Sandy. I love her, mm-hmm. but I think she's much more energetic than I am, and she's much more like. She does know martial arts. Yeah, I was like doing like a karate chop and couldn't come up with a word. Yes, I would say I'm I'm kind of Patrick esque. Mm-hmm. Patrick's cool. Yeah, he's fucking lives under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like a sponge. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, wait, you don't relate to SpongeBob? 
or who do you relate to the most? Honestly, I think as adults, we all relate to Squidward. I don't think I'm like Squidward at when all. When he's at work and he's like, no, SpongeBob, you'll get us fired. And then he goes, on second thoughts. Keep doing it. <laughs> I do love him for that. But uh, he is, again, like curmudgeon uh-huh. who would hate me. I mean, yeah, he does hate everyone. So that would include you. I do respect, though, his amount of self-portraits. Let's say he plays clarinet. He's an artist. Yeah, I do love. I mean, there's a ma- there's many things I love about him, but I do think he'd hate me. And let's be honest, living next to SpongeBob would be a lot. Be a lot. It would be. That foghorn every day. <laughs> that would be annoying <laughs> as fuck. But that alone will drive someone to madness. Do you want to try a uh, pretty patty so bad yes oh my gosh and i hope it changes me colors like i hope my tongue glows like that's okay. seen as a negative in the show i disagree no i think that's cool. fucking cool mm-hmm. i mean scary kind of but it'll fade what's what's a it'll little fade. what's a little you know discoloration violet Beauregard looking ass <laughs> <laughs> And I'm also thinking, I feel like I've brought this up many times in the podcast too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but those fucking Burger King burgers that turned your tongue black or whatever. Oh, yeah. That that marketing worked. I keep bringing this up, but I'm saying. Why isn't there like a pop-up Krusty Krab? There was one. Fun fact. Okay, let me explain this to you because I was going to surprise you. (gasps) Okay, tell me everything. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. In Houston, Mm -hmm. there was a pop-up... Crabby patty or what is it called? Crusty crab. crab. We can look up TikToks about it, and I was excited because I was like, "I'm gonna ring Stacy." Oh, I would die. When we're there, Becca would love it too. Becca's SpongeBob. That's queen. true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I was mostly thinking of you because I know how much you fucking love SpongeBob, mm-hmm. and also it's close to Stacy's birthday when we're going, relatively. But anyway, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna bring her to Crusty Crab," but it closed. Mm-hmm. It was only open in like 2021 or some shit. Well, I will keep my eyes peeled for another one. Yes. I also thought there should be a shop around the corner pop-up store or like an actual shop. Yeah. Like a cutie little bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. With like coffee. Mm -hmm. New York theme. The fuck? We need to come up with all... Okay, so I'll do the Krusty Krab. I'll do shop around the corner, which fun little fact, this plot line is like loosely based on a black and white movie called Shop Around the Corner Mm. where they were like sending letters to each other and they didn't know, but then he finds out. So very similar plot line. So sweet. It's kind of like a... Not quite a Cyrano de Bergerac, but like, yeah, just classic tales all the time where people don't realize who they're talking to. I used I loved that fucking play. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I also wanted to go to the cool book party that they like, where he's like scraping off the caviar. I was like, this looks so fun. I know. I was just talking to someone about how we need to throw at some point like an adult prom mm-hmm. with like that type of food. Mm-hmm. Yummy. I would love that. Yummy, yummy. Anyways, dinner that's parties thing. in general, I feel like. Dude, I love dinner need parties. Need to happen more. Holy shit! Well, now we're at the age where we totally can. And yeah, it's- I have a big ass table. I need to have one. Hell yeah. Let's do it. You and me, babes. Even if it's just you and me. <laughs> don't um, threaten me with a good time. Don't threaten me. <laughs> um, yeah, Those are basically all the notes I have, honestly. Do you have any more notes? So many. Okay, Can cool. we talk about the excitement of IMs? Oh, yeah. Like I, At first, I was like, I don't think kids would understand. But I do think they will because even now it's rare to be in, in a chat environment where like, you know, you're just talking to each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. I guess maybe like Instagram messaging or Snapchat DM. messaging because you yeah. can see if they're online. Yeah. But it's like people are online doing all kinds of shit now. Yeah. Whereas like when it was IMing, it's like that's what people were doing. 
Yeah, it's like, I have the intention of just talking to someone. Right. Their asses were literally in a chair looking at a computer. Yeah. Whereas, like, now you could be in and out of Instagram chatting and, like, fucking at work or whatever. That's true. You know? There's a lot more intention. Kind of like, you know, with the phone as well. Like, having to fucking call someone's house. Like, you are Mm -hmm. putting... Or... You had to memorize numbers. Memorizing numbers was a huge dude i i have no idea how i memorized so many fucking numbers when i was a kid like memorizing your crush's number mm-hmm. dude that was a different le- or calling someone's fucking house and having to talk to their parents and having to go through that whole like social norm that where you're like mm-hmm. hello mrs blah 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 mm-hmm. this is blah 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 can i speak with blah 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 like so nuts yeah we were all like little receptionists we were mm-hmm. i never thought about it like that so true and like at any moment it could be like get off the phone like i have to go by <laughs> yeah. like your conversation was current always under the threat of being cut the fuck off always dude especially at my house where my dad would pick up the other line and be like beep beep do you remember him yes, doing that? yeah he would pick up the other phone so i would be like on a, a, a corded phone and then he would pick up the cordless phone and just start pressing random numbers to get me to come off like, and that's the other the thing you never knew like someone could quietly pick up the phone and listen to your whole conversation like that shit's nuts that happens so many times you can't do that now or like the secret three-way oh yeah dude. as portrayed in mean girls dude. listen to our podcast episode about it yeah we have a really good podcast episode about it from last season but the secret fucking three-way calls dude so brutal nuts. brutal oh my god my other notes are i love a houseboat I already went through that yeah love a good sick scene Oh yes, he comforts her while she's sick. Yes, and it's very adorable. In so many movies, there's a good and TV shows. There's so many good sick scenes, and he shows like how he brought her flowers. He's so sweet. Mm-hmm. That's a really sweet moment, actually. Yeah, I think that's about it. Let me just do one last scan because I wrote a lot. Let me, let me. I'm gonna double check too. Let's see. Um. Oh, I wrote. <clears throat> this is at the beginning. But it's Frank that says it. And he goes, this is end of Western civilization as we know it. Literally talking about solitaire on your fucking computer. Yes. Like end of Western civilization because <laughs> so of dramatic. fucking solitaire dog. Oh, I did so say funny. I love that Tom Hanks is giving her the tools to destroy him. Like he doesn't know, but he's like giving her all this advice and it's like working. True. And he totally and she totally gets under his skin and he's like, God damn it. Yeah. How he's just like, like, you're no doing mercy. this. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, Godfather. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I the last note is this song at the end. Are you kidding? I know. That's like the thing that I noticed. I'm like, oh my god. And especially Stacy loves Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So it just makes so much sense that that song would end mm-hmm. your favorite movie. It's so incredible. sweet. I have trivia for you, trivia. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I know it. Although, you know, I don't know anyone's name, so this should be interesting. Okay. Number 1. What did Joe say he would make a bouquet out of for Kathleen? If I could, I would make you a bouquet of sharpened pencils. Yeah. Okay. What did Kathleen see on the subway? Oh, a butterfly? Yep. Mm-hmm. And she talks like, he got on and something. Get off at Bloomingdale's yeah. to buy what I'm, a hat, which will be a mistake. Which yeah. most hats are. Aww. So what book has Kathleen read over 200 times? Pride and Prejudice. Increds. How does Matt spell dog? F O X. <laughs> what garnish does Joe snag? We just talked about caviar. It. Was that caviar? It's a garnish. <laughs> you just like, like keep <laughs> scooping it up. I love it. That's me. 
What song does Annabelle sing on Thanksgiving? We- oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yep. And lastly, what was Joe's screen name? I forget because it's a bunch of numbers. That's true. And it's his address, and she like calls him out, and he's like, "Maybe it's his address." And he goes, "No, he wouldn't be that stupid or something." And he's just like, "No, I don't remember it." They brought up the number a bunch of times because they're like, "This is how many times yeah. he's been indicted mm-hmm. for da 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 How many wives he has? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's NY one five two. NY one five two. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred and fifty two insights into my soul. Yeah, in, into my soul. That was really so sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the last question. She nailed it one hundred percent. You always get a one hundred bites. Thanks. I didn't even study. No. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to share this movie with everybody in this birthday month. It is one of my favorites. And I thought I was crazy. But then for a while, I was listening to this podcast. Very good podcast. It's called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Mm -hmm. And one of the hosts, Casper Terkyle, he had teased that he was on another podcast talking about his favorite movie, You've Got Mail. And I was like, yay, there's more of us. And I listened to that episode. and It was very cute. I can't remember what podcast it was. But I'm sure if you just Googled Casper Terkyle... You've got mail. You will find it. It'll pop up. Mm-hmm. Did we find, or did we want to look up a uh, personality quizzy? Oh, yeah. I didn't even look. It's all good. We could. I wonder if there'll be, I don't know if there'll be one. It's like such a famous movie, but it was pre-personality quiz era. Hmm. Maybe it'll be like your Tom Hanks movie or some shit. Um, okay. Oh, you got one? I found a BuzzFeed one. Oh, fuck yeah. Which you've got male character, are you? <gasps> Dude, this hell is fucking yeah. perfect. They got oh. everything in here. I love it. Oh, wait, it jumped to the bottom of the page. La, la. Why? I don't know. I want to ask you the questions first. Okay. Because it's your fave. I don't know what's going Okay. Here you are. <clears throat> okay. Which you've got male character, are you? Which of these is your favorite romantic comedy? The Shop Around the Corner, the original, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Annie Hall, Groundhog Day, It Happened One Night, or 500 Days of Summer. Um, maybe you've got mail. Uh, <laughs> so maybe The Shop Around the Corner? I don't really watch any of these. Can you read them one more time? Sure. The Shop Around the Corner, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Annie Hall, Groundhog Day, It Happened One Night, or 500 Days of Summer. I'm going to shop around the corner. Yeah. Because it's the closest to this it, movie. It is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Which of these careers would you like the most? New age shop owner, stockbroker, political advisor, motivational speaker, teacher, or lawyer? Oh, let's do lawyer. Hmm. Sounds perfect. Which of these songs is your favorite? Mm. The Puppy Song by Harry Nelson. I think that's what it opened with, that song. The puppy Song? Yeah. It's like, like the very opening one. song, and it's like, I noticed because I was it's like, like la, 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 I wouldn't care. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, River by Joni Mitchell, which mm-hmm. they reference in the movie. Love Hurts by Nazareth. Material Girl by Madonna. Over the Rainbow by Judy Garland. Or The Times They Are a Changin' by Bob Dylan. Over the Rainbow. Of course, my sweet. What's your favorite email line? Oh, these are small. Okay. <laughs> I hear nothing, not even a sound mm. on the streets of New York. Just the beat of my own heart. I have mail from you. Mm. Don't you just love New York in the fall? I would send you a bouquet of newly sharpened pencils if I knew your name and address. Did you know that every night a truck pulls up and pumps about a ton of flour into underground tanks? The air is filled with white dust and it's absolutely amazing. Oh, no. 
I love that these are all like basically from one email. <laughs> Wait, what the hell? Over the rainbow. Got it. Okay. The whole purpose of places like Starbucks is for people <laughs> with no decision-making ability whatsoever to make six decisions just to buy one cup of coffee. The Godfather is the I Ching. <laughs> the Godfather is the son of all wisdom. The Godfather is the answer to any question. Or once I read a story about a, or once I read a story about a butterfly in the oh. subway, and today I saw one. I assume it was going to Bloomingdale's to buy a hat that will turn out to be a mistake, as almost all hats are. Uh, The first one. So good. What is your favorite New York icon? Um, Okay. I don't even know how to describe these. Okay. Wait, are these places? Yeah. Places and things. Oh, it's Times Square, Pizza, The New Yorker, somewhere in Central Park, I assume. Some like container? It must be some famous like deli or something in the Statue of Liberty. I'm going with the pizza, babes. Hell yeah. Gotta do it. <laughs> oh yeah, the the cups are just the coffee cups that you could get at any like bodega. Oh. Um What is your relationship deal breaker? Too immature, too clingy, you both want different things, no sense of humor, no chemistry, or not caring enough. No sense of humor. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What image appeals the most to you? I'm just going to describe them. One is a bunch of lit candles in the dark. Ooh. One is daisies. Mm. One is typewriter keys. Mm. One is different colored TikToks everywhere. <laughs> one's a sailboat on the water with a nice pretty cloudy sky. Mm. Or one's piano keys. I'm torn between the sailboat and the typewriter keys. I'm going to do typewriter keys. Okay. It's pretty. How would you cheer someone up? Take them out for drinks compare their problem to something worse, <laughs> bring them flowers, encourage them to think positively, give them a hug, or make them laugh. I would try a combo platter. You would. Of those things. <laughs> I know you would. Speaking from experience. What were the last two? Give them a hug or make them laugh. Oh, man. Probably try to make them laugh first. Yes. She does do that. And it works, baby. <laughs> Thanks. What might you ask about someone? Wait, what might you ask someone's advice about? Dating advice? How to stand up for yourself? I'm always giving the advice. <laughs> Your career? How to make amends? Or dealing with a breakup? Mm. She's always giving the advice, yeah, you guys. I think that's Gotta be real with y'all. Which quote sums up how you feel about relationships? I tried to have cyber sex once, but I kept getting a busy <laughs> signal. <laughs> Yes, pretty. It's so obtuse, so insensitive. Reminds me of someone. Who, <laughs> me. <laughs> who does it remind me of? Me. I mean, nothing has happened or anything, but I can't help myself. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the internet is just another way of being rejected by women. L O L. Hey, how about? Oh, how about uh, some coffee or you know drinks or dinner or movie for as long as we both shall live? And lastly. The odd thing about the form of this form of communication is that you're more likely to talk about nothing than something. But I just want to say that all this nothing has meant more to me than so many somethings. I mean, that's definitely like the most romantic one. So, yeah, that one. All the other ones are kind of hatery. I know. <laughs> you're Kathleen <laughs> Kelly. Oh my god. You are Kathleen oh, Kelly. You are simply enchanting. Oh. You're shy, but charming <laughs> nature makes you easy to fall in love with. So true. Wow. But. You're feisty when it comes to defending what you care yeah. about. All of that is, you are uh, so her. Kathleen. In Such Reds, a baby. Oh my God, I can't wait to give you this. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okie dokie. Right. 
Which of these is your favorite romantic comedy? Shop Around the Corner, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Annie Hall, Groundhog Day, It Happened One Night, or 500 Days of Summer? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Sick. Which of these careers would you like most? New Age shop owner, stockbroker, political advisor, motivational speaker, teacher, or lawyer? Shop owner. Yeah. Which of these songs is your favorite? The Puppy Song, River, Love Hurts, Material Girl, Over the Rainbow, The Times They Are Changing. I'm going to have to go with Over the Rainbow as well. It's mm, a good one. So good. What's your favorite email line? You're right. These are so small. I know. I hear nothing. Not even a sound on the streets of New York. Just the beat of my own heart. I have mail from you. Don't you just love New York in the fall? I would send you a bouquet of newly sharpened pencils if I knew your name and address. Did you know that every night a truck pulls up and pumps out a ton of flour into underground tanks? The air is filled with white dust and it's absolutely amazing. The whole purpose of places like Starbucks is so people with no decision-making ability whatsoever can make six decisions just to buy one cup of coffee. <laughs> the Godfather is the I Ching. I don't know how said The I Godfather is the sum of all wisdom. The Godfather is the answer to any question. <laughs> Once I read a story about a butterfly at the subway, and today I saw one. I assume it was going to Bloomingdale's to buy a hat that will turn out to be a mistake, as almost all hats are. I think I'm going to go with the Godfather line. <laughs> I, I thought it was so, one I was laughing. Yeah, he, every single line, he's like, oh, you want yeah. That was really <laughs> it was funny. really cute. Because what is it with Ben and the Godfather? <laughs> What's with Godfather? <laughs> what is your favorite New York icons? We got yeah, Times Square, Pizza, The New Yorker, someplace in Central Park, I assume, Bodega Coffee, Statue of Liberty. Oof. I, uh, I love a good bodega, baby. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the bodega cups. Cool. Okay. What is your relationship deal breaker? Too immature, too clingy. You both want different things. No sense of humor. No chemistry. Not caring enough. Mm. I'm gonna go with no chemistry because I feel like if you have chemistry, that person makes you laugh for sure. So, so. Okay. What image appeals most to you? Yeah, we got candles. I'm gonna do the candles. Okay. So Sorry to cut you off. No, do it. How would you cheer someone up? Take them out for drinks, compare their problems to something worse, buy them flowers, encourage them to think positively, and give them a hug, make them laugh. I'm a big buying flowers gal. Mm. I love buying people flowers. I can buy myself flowers. That song was playing everywhere in Greece. Dude, it's everywhere here too, baby. Everywhere. And also Careless Whisper by George Michael. Love it. I think that was a nod to all the British people there. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) What might you ask someone's advice about? Dating advice, how to stand up for yourself. I'm always giving the advice, your career, how to make amends, or dealing with a breakup. Hmm. What was the first one? Dating advice. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. Wait, can I read them? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Let's see. Um... How to stand up for yourself. For sure. I'm a big stand up for yourself kind of bitch. Which quote turn or sums up how you feel about relationships? I tried to have cyber sex once, but I kept getting a busy signal. (laughs) So obtuse. It reminds me of someone. Who? Who does it remind me of? Me. I mean, nothing has happened or anything, but I can't help myself. Hmm. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the internet is just another way of being rejected by women. So salty. Hey, how about some coffee or, you know, drinks or dinner or a movie for as long as we both shall live? 
The odd thing about this form of communication is that you're more likely to talk about nothing than something. But I just want to say that all this nothing has meant more to me than so many somethings. Ugh. I love that line a lot, but I'm not going to choose that because you chose it. You can choose it. No. Don't. You should not let my answers affect you. But I also really like the, what was the third one? I mean, nothing's happened or anything. I just can't help myself. That's very me. That's what Frank says about the reporter when they're breaking up. Oh, God damn it. Okay, well. No, you put the I like that one a lot. And that's very me also to be like, nothing's happened, but I'm in love. You're George, Steve Zahn's character. You are George Pappas. You're goofy, romantic, and maybe even a little awkward. Um, You provide the comic relief when all your friends are busy stressing about their relationships. I mean, hey. Oh I don't think you're awkward. But Thank you. I, I don't do. think I'm awkward. But I do love his character. He's so funny. Yeah, he's a cutie. I was hoping for Tom Hanks, but I'm also not really like him in the movie, so. Nah. No. I was also uh, hoping for Birdie. Birdie. I wish Birdie... She probably was an option, right? Maybe. Because she had some quotes. Yeah. Hmm. The the cyber sex one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't get a busy signal. <laughs> All right. Well, so look at us. Well, thanks guys. for sharing this movie with us. God. I love it so much. I hope it brought you some joy. It's a little off season. It's definitely a more like cozy winter movie, and we are in the middle of June. But you know, whatevs. Who cares? We <laughs> we flip the rules upside down, That's baby. Right. We just are again so grateful that you're joining us for yet another kickoff to a beautiful season of our friendship. And passion for each other and love for all things entertainment, movies specifically, and nostalgia. That's right. So we love you guys so much. We can't wait to share more of ourselves with you. And please share more of yourselves with us. Feel free to Mm -hmm. DM us anytime. Literally email us whatever. We have so much more in store for you. Email us blockbusterwives at gmail.com. That's right. And if you don't have us on Instagram, it's just at blockbusterwives. Real simple. And, uh... Yeah, just tell us your tales. We love you. And we can't wait till next episode. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.